It's a Friday morning, and we've got chores to do here at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. I am Bob. And I'm Scott, and my head's still dry. Is it really? Yeah, I just stuck it out a minute ago, and it wasn't raining yet. But it's not far away. No, it isn't, and some heavy-duty stuff is on its way. And already getting some down south of Black River Falls and east and south of there, three, four, five inches of rain in some of those spots. Yep, I see just north of Madison, there's a really dark spot on the radar right now, and uh, some up by Portage again. But that stuff west of Minneapolis, uh, there's even some talk of a little wind mixed in there. Yeah, so be careful later on today. We didn't really get any overnight, at least around here. But obviously, if you're heading south-southeast today, and especially this morning, you're going to run into some heavy rain. And uh, later on, that uh, rain is going to be over here. I don't think it has quite crossed the Wisconsin border yet from around the Twin Cities, has it? Just getting there right now. And you know how I know it didn't rain last night when I woke up this morning? Only you could figure this out. My wife said to me, you guys are liars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I said, what? Good morning to you. And she, and she said, well, I said, what are you talking about? You guys said it rained last night. Said, well, well, if you're down in Black River right? Falls, it did rain last That's night. That's right. So We're just it wasn't north. far from you, so there is rain out there already. That area and more coming in uh, for points north of Black River as the day goes along today. We're going to have a conversation with uh, Joe Brogger, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Had a chance to visit with him yesterday. You know, on my mind, I said, well, I'll just call Joe and get a, a quick comment on the Farm Bureau and why There's they... no <laughs> such thing as a quick comment. I know that with Joe. So we, we'll have that coming up, explaining, you know, the COVID-19, but then how they're going to do their, their convention. Because normally there's over 1,000 people that go to that. So there are a lot of people that uh, are not going to be in the Dells this December. And uh, also, we want to congratulate uh, a young ag teacher from, uh, well, from the Loyal area, your hometown originally. What uh, Tell us about it. Derek Meyer up at Amory, named yesterday as Teacher of the Year in Wisconsin. A big deal. And I uh, watched his uh, acceptance thing at Amory, and he gave uh, Mrs. Piggott over at Loyal, a longtime kindergarten teacher, credit for sparking an interest when he walked into the room. He said they had. She had a thumper rabbit, a rabbit named Thumper, and he said, "I still have animals in my room." Good for him. So, congratulations, Derek. I remember just a few years ago, Brad Markhart from down at Black River Falls was also the the teacher of the year, and we've had other ag teachers recognized as well. So, congratulations to Derek on that, and uh, more money coming out. Secretary Purdue said uh, we got the second uh, phase coming out for coronavirus so that's all in the news as well lots to do this morning we've got uh, as we said some rain already in the area down black river falls east of black river falls east and south of black river falls heading over towards oshkosh but again some heavy rains there three four five inches in some areas and it looks like the rain coming in to the eau claire area through pierce st croix dunn county going to be heavy as well so that's in the forecast today turn off the air conditioner the high today is only going to be about 78 degrees as we're going to cool off nicely and also we're going to get wet mycon cinemas is your locally owned family theaters here's what's playing now bill and ted face the music the personal history of david copperfield spider-man far from home and spider-man homecoming sonic the hedgehog trolls 
Unhinged, The New Mutants, Words on Bathroom Walls, and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. For theaters and showtimes, find them online at MyConCinemas.com. Experience movies the way they were meant to be at MyConCinemas. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, we've got about 68 degrees, some rain coming in to the Eau Claire area. Sorry to hear in some other areas down south. Oh, son of Coach Charlie. On a Friday morning, then, if it's not wet already in your area, it will be before too long. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get the morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Muccio. President Trump says the radical left will defund police departments across America if Joe Biden is elected. If you give power to Joe Biden, the radical left will defund police departments all across America. Speaking during the Republican National Convention, Trump said no one will be safe in Biden's America. He says the Trump administration will always stand with the men and women of law enforcement. They're noble, courageous, and honorable. ICE is being accused of recklessly evacuating detained individuals ahead of Hurricane Laura. Family members told the Southern Poverty Law Center no COVID-19 mitigation efforts were in place when the migrants were transported. A new study finds the frequent disinfecting of surfaces kills the coronavirus. Researchers conducted a study at a New Jersey hospital collecting samples from various surfaces, and the virus was not found on a single sample. Dean Mucho, NBC News Radio. And we've got 68 degrees with rain, high of 78 today. The conventions are over, and now we now we get down in the gutter as it's time to campaign for the presidency. That, that's, that's all ahead. All right, we're about uh, almost three minutes after 5 o'clock. We'll tell you a little bit more about the weather and the markets as we go along this morning here on Wax. Looking for the best prices for your livestock? Then Terrain Livestock Market is the place to take them. Terrain Livestock is conveniently located a mile and a half north of Thorpe on Highway 73 with sales every Monday and Wednesday. Terrain Livestock Market features a clean, modern facility and, for your convenience, a drive through area. For more information, call 715-669-7127. Terrain Livestock Market, striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. Hi, this is Lacey at Pete's Trailer Seals in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I've been here for 16 years, and can you believe I'm only 25? Our business has expanded over the years, and we now have over 700 trailers on our lot. From utilities and dumps to goosenecks and truck beds, we've got you covered. Stop in and pick out your trailer today. Visit us at Pete'sTrailerSales.com or give us a call at 715-234-1993. Smith Funeral Chapel, serving families since 1956. Agriculture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Rain in the forecast. Now, it did get to some folks overnight, but the rest of us will see some uh, before too long. Heavy rain's coming in from the west over towards the Twin Cities, just crossing the Mississippi River now. The last time we checked the radar, but it is moving from west to east. So we do have rain in the forecast, heavy rains too, and it could get uh, rather windy. So it looks like some storms coming in today. 78 the high tonight, 58 partly cloudy. Tomorrow will be a sunny day with a high of upper 70s. Sunday, partly sunny, high again, upper 70s. Cooling off on Monday, 71 with another chance of rain. Then partly sunny on Tuesday with a high about 73 
Right now around the area, we've got 69 at Marshfield, Wausau at 71, Rice Lake at 65, 68 in Green Bay, 70 in the Madison Sun Prairie area, 74 in Milwaukee. We've got Lacrosse checking in at 72, and we're about 68 degrees now here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Looking again for rain. If you haven't seen it already, it's coming in. And we've got markets on a Friday morning. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's check our markets on a Friday morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Scott, the cash livestock here on the last day of the week. Fed beef steers are at a dollar one to a dollar nine with mixed ninety three to a dollar. Fed beef heifers a dollar to one eleven with mixed seventy five to ninety nine and a half. Fed Holstein steers are at eighty six to ninety four and a quarter with select seventy to eighty five. Cows are going for forty five to seventy. Bulls sixty nine to ninety five. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at thirty two and down. Sows are at thirteen to sixteen. Boars five and down. New crop market lambs are at a dollar seventeen to one thirty six. Old crop lambs one ten to one seventeen. And feeder lambs are at one thirty five to one ninety eight. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures had cattle lower, hogs higher yesterday. October live cattle closed 106.15, down 85. December cattle 109.35, down 117. February at 112.70, down 45. Feeder cattle for September at 141.22, down 55 cents. October at 141.15, down 77. November 141.60, down 82. And January, January feeders... 139.95 down 75. Lean hog carcass contracts for October 5572 that was up 17. December at 5657 that was up 25. February at 6285 up 12 and April hogs 6717 that was up 17. Board of Trade was up yesterday and uh, just a little movement overnight following a day of the concern about the dry weather and some export sales. December corn overnight down a fraction of 358, the oats at 270, December wheat down one at 549, but November beans went up three overnight to 945, October meal up 90 cents a ton at 286.60. We have our 298.60. Cheese up a quarter of a cent at one forty four yesterday. Blocks down three quarters, one eighty six and a half. Butter down three and a quarter at one forty six and three quarters. 
August Class 3 up 17 at 1976. September down 36. 1547. October down 19 at 1735. November down 31 at 1723. December down 30 at 1677. Farm Bureau, the annual meeting in December. You can't go unless you get on your computer. It's going to be virtual. Talk to Joe Brogger, state president, about that. We'll hear all about it next. Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy will have a beef animal sale on September 1st at 11 a.m. and another dairy cattle sale on September 2nd at 11 a.m. That beef sale includes 15 Angus Hereford and Charley cow-calf pairs, 11 very good quality red Angus cows, 21 red and black Angus steers and heifers, 700 to 800 pounds, 10 Angus steers, 500 to 600 pounds, 10 Holstein steers, 500 to 600 pounds, and 8 Holstein steers, 450 to 550 pounds. That September 2nd dairy sale includes the complete herd dispersal from more farms at Stanley. Also, 14 dairy cows from Utterful Dairy, registered Holstein cows from So Fine Bovines at Westfield, and Holstein Springing Heifers from Headland Farms. Premier Livestock is excited to work with Cattle USA for online bidding through CattleUSA.com. Call 715-229-2500 or visit Premier Livestock livestockandauctions.com Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. One of the fun things I guess we could say about being a member of an organization is going to the annual meeting and that's been happening with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation for many many years but unfortunately in this pandemic year of 2020 it's not going to happen that way. Joe Brogger from Down at Independence, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is with us and Joe, it had to be a hard decision of the Farm Bureau Board to decide to have a virtual instead of a live meeting coming up in December. Bob, first thing I want to, when you said many, many years, I want to point out probably 100 years as we just uh, celebrated our 100th year last year. Um, And how fitting as we turn the century that we are going to be doing that with some of the newest technology and, and leaping the organization forward. Um, Certainly, while I sound excited, I want to let you know that the board put a lot of consideration into this, uh, balanced uh, a lot of different scenarios. Originally, the board decided that we were going to be doing a hybrid uh, virtual and in-person meeting because, just as you mentioned, uh, we really value that social interaction, the debates, the discussions, uh, and getting together with old friends. But recognizing both the double expense and the extreme difficulty in, in pulling that off with all the uncertainty. Uh, the board has decided that this year, the Wisconsin, the 101st annual Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation annual meeting will be entirely virtual. And it will be December 4th and 5th. And I think our old friend Carl Casper from Menominee is the only guy I know that's been to every one of those annual Farm Bureau meetings. <laughs> but hey, Joe, how are you, you going to do this? Because normally it's a three or four day meeting and celebration and reunion type thing. How are you going to do it in two days? Well, that's one of the reasons we're going to do it in two days is because, uh, you know, I'm not sure um, if, if you mentioned Carl if he's going to want to sit and stare at a screen for, for 8, 10, 12 hours. Um, but we're also going to stretch some of this on uh, longer. I think we might even beat the Young Farmer Program, for instance, which really led uh, some of this as well. Uh, our young farmers had decided that they were going to have their portion of the annual meeting virtual. 
uh, some time ago. They're going to do something really neat. Uh, they're going to have virtual discussion meets starting around November 1st and going all through the month of November. Uh, even when we get into December, they're going to go four or five days starting the 1st of December to the 6th with breakout sessions, virtual social hours, and their awards program, stretching that over multiple days. Um, in all likelihood, our business session will be, be targeted down to one, one day, but uh, we'll still be doing a lot of those other activities uh, spaced out. So uh, I'm pretty excited the way things are starting to shape up. And one thing, Bob, uh, that if, you know, depending on the broadband capabilities, and we're going to be working a lot of those discussions, but this opens up the opportunity that typically we have about 1,000 to 1,300 people uh, at an annual meeting, and we're hoping that this year we can really spread the good word and reach a lot more people. So the young farmers have their program planned out. What about things like the discussion meet and the awards, I know the Aldo Leopold Award is always presented. The Sand County Award is always presented at Farm Bureau. How will you do that? Do you know yet? Well, that we're discussing right now. We're, if I tell you exactly how it's going to go, you're going to call me back up and tell me I was wrong because uh, it's pretty fluid right now. But I can tell you the discussion meets, that's exactly what's going to be happening all that month of November. They're going to be virtual. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing because we've all learned to communicate in some regard, uh, you know, using those medias. So watching that uh, virtually will be great. You talk about the Leopold Award. You know, that's something that I, I quite treasure, and I had the great honor to, to present that award last year at the annual meeting. Uh, we'll be doing that virtually as well. Some of these things we can uh, film beforehand uh, and actually look at maybe a little different format on how we present some of these awards. So, um, you know, we're, if you receive an award, it'll be a little different for you this year because you won't be up on stage, but perhaps we can make it very personal uh, where we can come right to you and uh, see why you were involved at Farm Bureau, what matters to you, uh, you know, all of those things instead of just a short speech. So I'm really looking forward that this isn't a bad thing. This is quite an opportunity, and I think... Uh, you know, we're going to learn a lot from this experience. Hey, what American Farm Bureau, because, you know, Wisconsin meets in December. American Farm Bureau is just a month or so after that every year. Is that live? Is that virtual? What do we know about the American Farm Bureau Federation convention so far? Uh, what I know about that at this point is that AFBF is uh, undecided at this point on the business session. Um, where we have our resolutions and so forth. But all of the other events are definitely going virtual. Um, as a matter of fact, the venue that uh, we'd be using, I believe, out in San Diego is being used as a homeless shelter right now, uh, as an emergency shelter. So uh, we're going to be, I know they're having discussions. Uh, last I knew that they haven't uh, finalized that yet. Uh, what avenue they're going to go, but I can tell you that Wisconsin Farm Bureau is not the only state that is going virtual. Uh, more and more of that is, is happening. And, and one of the big reasons, Bob, is I kind of touched on it. If we were to go with a hybrid model and have attendance or even a meeting in attendance, and in the last minute the, the COVID situation ramped up and we were unable to do so, that would leave all our members in a, in a bad place. And again, that's... Joe Brogger, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. And, uh, again, Joe's basically operating from the home farm there at Independence, not spending a lot of time in Madison at the uh, state office. So 
He's uh, doing what needs to be done from home with the miracle of the Internet. And he's always, Joe's, and you know Joe Scott, uh, he's always got a lot of interesting ideas and thoughts. And uh, one of these days I'm going to call him and pick his brain about the Internet. He said, you know, the Internet, you have trouble getting it around the state and around the country. He said, why isn't it just like our roads? You know, outside you get to the tollways and things like that, but it's public access. That's right. So when you get on a road, a state road or county road or a town road, you don't pay for that. You pay for it in your taxes, obviously, but, I mean, you don't don't pay a toll when you get on every time. Why shouldn't the internet be like that? So a lot of interesting thoughts Joe has. So we'll uh, we'll talk about some of those later on. But we got Absolutely. other farm news to take a look at this morning. What else is happening? Well, members of Congress from both sides of the aisle want some clarification and assurances regarding the treatment of dairy in the new new U.S. Mexico Canada Free Trade Agreement. About a month ago, members of the House of Representatives sent a letter of concern to our trade ambassador's office and to the USDA, and now a group of 25 senators have done the same. They're concerned that Canada is putting the deal in place in such a way to pre- as to prevent U.S. dairy products from gaining access to the Canadian markets as called for in the deal. They're reportedly finding ways to work around the language that would end their protective Class 6 and Class 7 milk provisions. As for Mexico, Congress wants them to guarantee they won't restrict imports of U.S. products such as cheese because of European efforts to restrict uses of place names such as feta, mozzarella, gorgonzola, gouda, and others. You know, and that's not just cheese. I mean, you're talking... That's right. Bologna and... Anything. Yeah, anything that uh, they think. And, you know, that's why you have codex standards, because if they're produced to the codex standards, they can be called feta or mozzarella. So... You know, there's some real frustrations that, on our part. That's for sure. And that's that's a uh, that's an uh, a, a regional thing here too, right here in the country. When you get down to it, I had a bag of Vidalia onions last night. Put some on the grill; mm, they were good. But uh, those Colby cheese, Colby cheese. If it's from yeah, well, if it's a Vidalia onion, it's got to be from Vidalia, Georgia. That's the way it is. <laughs> it's a variety that you can get and grow. I mean, you know, well, you can grow Vidalia onions here if you can get the you can get the the plugs of the seeds and things like that. You might get a you call can make from Colby somebody. Che- well, you might get a call, but it's still yeah. Vidalia onions. But I mean, you know, that's protectionist. If they're produced to Kodak standard, Kodak standards, international standards, it should you know, be allowed. And I have to tell you, my father-in-law just yesterday said to me. If I ever hear you say Vidalia again, it's Vidalia. Oh, yeah. The southern, uh, <laughs> and how do they say Gouda? How does, how does Howda, Marika? Howda. Howda. Howda cheese. Howda cheese. <laughs> All right. We'll have more farm news coming up here in just a little while, but we're going to talk horses. The uh, term that I'm not from, equitarian industry. We'll hear about the equitarian industry coming up on Wax. 19 minutes after 5 o'clock again. Rain in the forecast. If you're down Black River and points east and south, you've got a lot of rain already. Some people are reporting five inches or more already from the overnight rains. And there's more coming in from the Twin Cities. Should be crossing into Wisconsin about now. We're going to get wet.
The Felons family is also excited to announce Felons Excavation. If you need a new driveway, basement, or ditching, Felons Excavation are the people to call. With over 25 years of experience, we are here for all your dirt moving needs from start to finish. Give Chuck a call at 715-773-0003. Again, that's Chuck with Felons Excavation, 715-773-0003. As COVID-19 is impacting individuals and families across Wisconsin, so many amazing people from communities large and small have found ways to help support those who need it most. While some have made a difference by performing virtual music concerts for COVID patients, others are wearing masks and keeping gatherings small. Stories like these show that together we're all in. Upload a pic to Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag WeAreAllIn and let us know how you or someone you know are all in. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation have been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We talk about livestock in Wisconsin and around the country and around the world. We're talking cattle and hogs and things like that. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But one enterprise that we might not think of as livestock, the horse industry. A lot of people have it for pleasure. But still, horses do an awful lot of work. Maybe not as much as they used to do in this country. But, Josh, they're an important critter in many parts of the world to feed the locals. Oh, completely, Bob. It's something you don't really think about that much. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And as you said, a lot of times here in the United States, they, they're they for pleasure. That's what they are. There are workhorses, depending on where you're at. But for the most part, it's a hobby. Well, across the pond in some third world countries, horses are still a very, very integral part in getting work done. And without them, what would you do? So our intern, Emma Jorgensen, who today is her final day, she spoke with a local vet here in Wisconsin that is part of an initiative to go across the ocean and take care of these horses that may not otherwise receive medical care. The Equitarian Initiative is a nonprofit that helps working horses, donkeys, and mules across the world. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Emma Jorgensen. I caught up with Dr. Judy Backer, the board president of the Equitarian Initiative, and she told me what the nonprofit is and how it was created. The Equitarian Initiative is a group of volunteer veterinarians. It's a nonprofit organization, and there are veterinarians, vet techs, vet students, equine scientists, and farriers who all travel to other communities internationally, and we provide care for working equids, which are horses, donkeys, mules. And we all, besides providing veterinary care, we also educate their owners and the vets in the area so that they can more sustainably continue that care. And you said that it is a group that works internationally. Where do you work? We work in several countries in Central America. We work in Guatemala, Honduras, um, Peru, and South America. And then we also go to Haiti in the Caribbean. When you're there working on these horses, mules, donkeys... Whatever you can find, I guess. What kind of cares do you usually do? Well, we do a lot of teaching, and so we will have the local owners or the veterinarians in the area, if there are any, and work with us. And we do dentistry work. We do 
vaccinations and deworming. We do a lot of wound care. A lot of them have saddle sores or harness sores because most of them are working animals that haul goods to market or carry people to school or carry people to market as well to sell their goods. And so there's a lot of poor fitting harnesses and saddles and they have severe sores on their back. So we spend a lot of time treating those as well as teaching them different ways of harnessing or saddling so that they can prevent those sores from happening. And then we do castrations and other surgeries as well and um, any emergency colic or choke that may happen while we're there. What supplies do you usually bring with you? We try to buy as much of the veterinary supplies and medicine in-country as we can. It helps their local economy as well as it avoids trying to get through customs, which, which can be very tricky at times. Otherwise, we will bring some supplies with us, and it's usually vaccinations, dewormers, antibiotics, Anything we see that we think the animals may need for urgent or emergency type of health care or preventative health care as well. Is there any um, work that you do within the United States? Yes, we travel to several reservations in South Dakota currently. They are sovereign nations with very little access to veterinary care, and they are horse people. They have a very strong connection to horses. They are so eager to learn and care for their horses as best they can. So we do provide care, but again, we do a lot of teaching as well. And they are sustainably carrying on that teaching and helping each other and helping the horses in their area as well. And what types of supplies and donations can you take out there since you don't have to fly there? So donations that help us on the reservations are saddles, western saddles, bridles, halters, and lead ropes. Cowboy boots are the only other thing that we will take. The children out on the reservation spend hours and hours riding, as do many of the adults, and many of them don't have any tack or, or poor fitting tack, and so these donations are greatly appreciated. Why is the Equitarian Initiative so important to these working animals? So there's about 100 million people in developing countries who depend on working equids, which again are horses, donkeys, and mules. And these working equids make up 90% of the world's horse population, yet they only have about 1% of the world's horse doctors working on them. And so there's very little to no care in most of these communities. And the families depend entirely on them for their income. So they're often their only source through tourism or through hauling to market. They almost always are their only source of transportation. And so kids getting to school, traveling long distances, they can only ride on the donkey. So these families, and often multiple families, will depend on one animal. And if they don't have good health care, if the animal doesn't have good health care, then the family will be trying to do all of that work and, and maybe have little to no income. How has COVID affected your work in these countries? Well, at the time, we have had to suspend all our physical programming. So we are not traveling through 2020 and and probably early 21. We are doing distance learning in many of these communities. We have long-term relationships. We have very good partners in these communities. They want to continue learning and they want to continue expanding their skills. So we're, we're starting to work on distance learning with them. 
it's a challenge because often they don't have good internet or they don't even have computers. So we're trying to find different ways of, of getting the information to them. And they are working on their end trying to, to also find ways to see the information. And so COVID is going to be devastating if it enters some of these communities. They are very remote. They have little to no access to human health care either. And it will be very devastating. We also worry about starvation or just food insecurity. Most of these communities live day to day and their markets have to function daily. And so if there are a stay at home type orders or shutdowns, they have very little food stock or nor do they have money to purchase large amounts of food. So we worry as much about food insecurity as we do actually COVID. And the last thing we want to do is bring COVID to any of these communities. And so we will not be traveling until we know it is safe for us to go into these remote areas. And again, the Equitarian business, as the, the doctor points out, there are a lot of challenges as uh, they try to go overseas and help uh, the uh, the industry, that's for sure. All right, we've got 68 degrees and rain in the forecast. Uh, I don't know if rain's falling outside our back door or not. We'll check on that. But Scott's going to check on the local news. Coming up, Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy will have a beef animal sale on September 1st at 11 a.m. and another dairy cattle sale on September 2nd at 11 a.m. That beef sale includes 15 Angus Hereford and Charlay cow-calf pairs, 11 very good quality red Angus cows, 21 red and black Angus steers and heifers, 700 to 800 pounds, 10 Angus steers, 500 to 600 pounds, 10 Holstein steers, 500 to 600 pounds, and 8 Holstein steers, 450 to 550 pounds. That September 2nd dairy sale includes the complete herd dispersal from more farms at Stanley. Also, 14 dairy cows from Utterful Dairy, registered Holstein cows from So Fine Bovines at Westfield, and Holstein Springing Heifers from Headland Farms. Premier Livestock is excited to work with Cattle USA for online bidding through cattleusa.com. Call 715-229-2500 or visit premierlivestockandauctions.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. Let's get some of our local news. Scott's here for that. While you do that, I'm going to go out and see if it's raining. I will. The U.S. Department of Justice is opening a federal civil rights investigation into the shooting of Jacob Blake. Blake was critically wounded after being shot seven times in the back by a Kenosha police officer during a confrontation over the weekend. Officials say the FBI will be working with the State Department of Justice on the investigation, which will be coordinated by the U.S. Attorney for Eastern Wisconsin and the Assistant Attorney General for the Justice Department Civil Rights Division. Governor Tony Evers visited Kenosha yesterday. The governor met with local leaders and held a press conference. He talked about the cleanup in downtown Kenosha and called the art painted on the boarded-up windows amazing. The governor also said he feels he's met his obligation to Kenosha by sending hundreds of National Guard troops into the city. The attorney for Jacob Blake says Blake wasn't a threat to anyone on the day he was shot. Attorney Benjamin Crump said in a letter yesterday that Blake didn't harm any or pose any threat to the police. Video shows Blake fighting with Kenosha police, then ignoring them as he reached into his car and then was shot seven times in the back by the officer. 
Wisconsin's Attorney General says Blake had a knife in the car. Crump said Kenosha police need to answer questions about why Blake was shot and the 17-year-old accused of Tuesday night's shootings was not. Prosecutors in Kenosha are adding weapons charges to the number of uh, murder case against a 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse is the young person accused of killing two people and wounding a third in Tuesday night's violence in Kenosha. The district attorney filed reckless homicide charges for the shooting of the first night's victim and first-degree homicide charges for the shooting of the second victim. Video shows a chaotic scene Tuesday night and shows at least three people chase Rittenhouse before the, sh- before the second rounds of shootings after he had shot the first, uh, allegedly shot the first victim. High school football can be played in Eau Claire this fall. Eau Claire's city attorney yesterday said the county's public health order does not stop high schools from authoring, offering so-called high school sports, uh, high-risk rather, sports such as football, soccer, and volleyball. City County Health Director Lisa Gizzi this week said she is recommending that people not play, but she said she isn't banning the sports. Some parents and athletes were worried the county's health order would mean no season. Eau Claire's attorney said it's up to each high school whether they want to play. And just a quick reminder for everybody, Bob, schools are coming into session one way or another, a lot of them are, and the reminder is to be careful out there on the roads. Watch for buses. Watch for little kids out on the roads walking around and pay attention. Stop for those buses when that stop sign comes out. Yeah, really and truly, it uh, it is the time where, you know, I don't, I don't know how the buses are going to be running, which school, you know, I don't know. Which schools are going to be in session <laughs> in school buildings and which ones are going to be in session Virtually, it's a yep. kind of a mixed bag right now. And both for some of them. I know at Oscar yeah. Fairchild, where my wife teaches, it's everything is going on, uh, right. virtual and in person. Yep. So it's uh, it's and that's a, that's an effort to teach in the classroom, and then other days to teach virtually. So mm-hmm. again, cut them some slack, won't you? <laughs> All right. I've just stuck my head out the back door, and it's black. But it's quiet. Didn't hear any thunder, any kind of storms. But what about the weather as we get further into this Friday? Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Kelly. Good morning. Well, some folks have got pretty wet already this morning while some of us just wait for it. Well, some are getting deluged yeah. with rain down the south, south of Black River Falls. That's due to a stationary front that's uh, just sitting there, and these uh, storms are firing up over the same areas. In fact, looking at some of the Doppler radar estimates, I know this is out of our listening area, but down toward Mauston, looking at eight, nine inches of rain. Oh, no, that's about, right in our wheelhouse. Well, well, they're down there listening. Oh, they are? Okay. You I bet. didn't know we reached that far. Well, there oh, we yeah. go. Well, anyway, so they've got some heavy rains down there right along I-94. We've seen uh, some of that heavy rain kind of lined up right along the, from about Toma down toward Mauston. Around here, though, we are looking at a big cluster of storms rolling through Minnesota Thankfully, it looks like it's weakened a little bit, but still could produce some gusty winds. We don't have any warnings with these, but we will see a pretty good uh, downpour probably in the next few hours here in the Eau Claire area, maybe picking up upwards of a half to an inch of rain. 
and a lot of this will come through this morning. Then we'll get a break, it looks like, later this morning into the early afternoon hours. As a secondary cold front arrives uh, later on today, that'll pro- probably produce a few more showers, so we're not going to get quite out of the woods. Otherwise, we'll look at mostly cloudy skies. We'll get up to 78. Still going to be a little bit sticky today, but that uh, humidity will really drop later this afternoon through tonight. Clearing a cooler, 58. Tomorrow, sunshine. We're up to 77. A beautiful Sunday as well. Mostly sunny and a high of 76. Right now, in Eau Claire with the clouds around 69 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka. So don't hang your laundry out on the clothesline today, huh? Well, unless you want to wash it. Give it, give it Mother Nature's wash. <laughs> Get it rewashed again, huh? Yeah. My second rinse, I guess. Now, does this look like it's going to come through the one that's going to come through Eau Claire here? Does it look like it's as heavy as what the deluge down east of Black River, down towards Mauston and Toma that way? No, because th- those uh, storms have been just training over the same areas. Yeah. This is going to kind of plow through the area okay. and be done with, yeah. All right. Sounds good, sir. We'll uh, take a little pressure off the dry weather then. Yeah, we need the rain for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Thanks, Kelly. You bet. Kelly Slift over at Skywarn 13 this morning. Looking at our weather information, we've got markets to get to. Brent's going to join us on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. It's a busy Friday here at Wax. Buer Lumber and Prentice isn't just a sawmill. It's a family-owned and operated business, and they want you to join their family. Buer Lumber is looking for skilled laborers, maintenance, forklift operators, electricians, and second shift general laborers. They offer a competitive salary with affordable benefits such as medical, dental, and vision. Apply online at BuerLumber.com. That's B-I-E-W-E-R Lumber.com. Or call 715-428-2762. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're about 23 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax again, 69 and the rain in the area today. We've got markets, we've got Brent coming up, but uh, Scott, more of our farm news this morning. Well, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said this week that the second round of payments to farmers through the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program will be unveiled in early September. He said the USDA will have about $14 billion to send out under authority from the Commodity Credit Corporation. In addition, Perdue said he's looking to include more commodities in this next round of payments. Consumer food prices were down 1% in July for food eaten at home, but for the year they're expected to be up by about one, uh, about 3%. Food for, uh, plant, prices for food eaten at restaurants were up a half percent for the month as they are almost 2.5% up for the year. For the year, all the food prices are expected to be up to 3% in 2020. China is buying U.S. farm products at a record rate. Last week, the Chinese bought more than 3,315 tons of U.S. beef, their largest single buy from the United States since they started keeping records in 1999. They also bought more than 11,200 tons of pork last week as they try to reach the goals set in the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade agreement. In a separate deal, we also sold 747,000 tons of U.S. corn to the Chinese for shipments during the new marketing year, which begins on September 1st. So far this year, the Chinese have bought just more than $7.25 billion worth of U.S. farm products, but that's well below the $36.5 billion worth of product they promised to buy in that trade deal. All right, so uh, got some work to do there. And there are some things uh, coming up. 
As we take a quick look at the calendar, uh, some things even today. What's, what is going on? Well, it's going to be raining, so you might as well jump on some of these things. Virtual Cranberry Brown Bag Seminar is going on today at noon. You have to jump online, go to the UW Extension website, and look for their link to the U- Zoom meeting for the Virtual Cranberry Brown Bag Seminar. Again, that's today at noon. And... Uh, the Biden for President organization is going to host farmers and ranchers roundtables with uh, U.S. Egg uh, uh, House Chairman Representative Colin Peterson, and that will be at ten o'clock this morning Central Time. And we're trying, we're efforting to find out who Mr. Biden's agricultural lead might be as far as putting together some kind of ag policy to find out who that person is so we can get a hold of them and visit with them and see what their what their ag policy is going and, forward. And I highly suspect that eventually we'll be hearing from them because oh, they, yeah. they want Wisconsin's a swing state. Oh, Wisconsin's they very much a swing state. Yep. That's why I said the conventions are over. Now <laughs> get ready for it because yep. uh, political ads will be coming soon. All right, we've got farm markets to get to. Brent's on our countryside program all coming up. Friday morning at WAC, 69 degrees, rain. Wisconsin Focus on Energy partners with utilities to provide incentive programs for energy-saving measures on farms. One of the latest programs involves grain dryer efficiencies. Focus on Energy on-farm energy specialist Kevin Weiler explains. This year, one of the biggest energy efficiency opportunities we've been seeing is grain drying. We've had a lot of customers. Customers reach out to us this year. Last year was a very wet year. Crops were coming in with high moisture levels, and they've been reaching out to focus on energy to put in more energy-efficient grain dryers that will dry grain faster and use less propane or natural gas. We offer $16 per bushel per hour with a 10-point moisture reduction on the new grain dryers. For information about this program, visit FocusOnEnergy.com. And search for Agricultural Business Advisors. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 69 degrees at 19 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go over to Jim Lindsay to hear the latest from the Equity Altoona market. High yielding choice prime Holstein series 90 to 94, the top of 97. Choice Holstein steers 84 to 90. Select underfinished heavyweight steers and heifers 84 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 60 to 65. The top is 72. 60% of the cows sold from 46 to 60. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 46 and down. Cow bulls sold from 80 to 92. Thin, full horn and bulls weighing over a ton all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $120 per head. Holstein heifer calves sold from $40 per head and down. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $75 to $220 per head. Just a quick reminder, we've got a special feeder sale here today, August 28th, starting at noon. We've got a good assortment of Holstein steers, some new crop beef calves, as well as some yearling beef calves. If you'd like to consign any cattle for upcoming sales or would like an on-farm visit, feel free to call the market at 715-835-3104. 
Early consignment are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You have a great day, too, on this Friday morning. And let's uh, get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn for some market information. Jerry Fitzgerald is going to wrap up the week. Morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, well, we're doing good this morning, but again, a very uh, <clears throat> a very warm, humid morning to start out here at 71 degrees, but that maybe be the high for the day, huh? Well, it'll get a little warmer than that. It's going to get a little wetter than that, too. Hey, have you called your uh, relatives in Louisiana? How are they doing? Well, uh, fortunately, they were... Uh, uh, the, the hurricane made landfall west of where they live, and it went up uh, Louisiana-Texas borders. So okay. they're okay, but, I mean, a lot of wind damage, uh, power lines, uh, you know, like a, like a 50, 60, 70-mile-an-hour wind does. And, of course, a lot of rain. But uh, uh, the, the big damage, of course, was in Lake Charles there. And what a, oh, man, I tell you, a pretty good-sized city of about yeah. 80,000, 85,000 yeah. people, but a lot of damage. Yeah, and some, pictures really, are good. No, no, but uh, hopefully, uh, no. The ones I talked to, they're all uh, they're all safe and sound so far. So, oh, that's a good thing. We don't want to lose any Fitzgeralds, that's for sure. All right, wrap up the week for us over there at Stratford, Jer. Hey, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, uh, yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford on the market cow auction this past week. Uh, pretty much a steady trend on the cows. Uh, continues to be good demand on the cows. Higher yielding, fleshier cows in yesterday's sale were selling from 64 to 72 and a half. And we topped for the week at 74 and a half. Uh, most of your cows continue to sell between 47 and 63. Ten cows like carcass cows uh, below 46. Bull trade this week, better quality bulls mostly from 83 to 93. Lighter bulls 80 and below. On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from 82 to 94. High yielding choice and prime grade Holsteins from 95 to a top of 99 and a half. Uh, select grading cattle uh, and a big heavy overfinished cattle 80 and back. On the calf market, the replacement Holstein bull calves in the close yesterday weighing 90 to 120 pounds uh, from 70 to 130. And fancy bull calves on Monday's auction uh, from up to 150. Heifer calves are very limited demand on those heifer calves, $50 and below. Beef calves continue to be in very good demand, 120 to 270. Uh, those beef calves on Monday topped at 310. Well, we're going to take a look at the sales schedule for next week, a full marketing week, of course, here at Equity Stratford next week, starting with the Monday auction. Our next dairy sale will be next Tuesday, and also hay sale on Tuesday. As part of that dairy sale next week, we do have a com complete herd dispersal of uh, Jersey cows and Jersey heifers. So if you folks are in the Jersey business or even milking some Holsteins want want to get uh, some jerseys, uh, this will be a great opportunity for you folks here. Nice components on this herd, 4-4 butterfat, 3-5 protein, 162 somatic. So a very nice set of Jersey cows. Uh, they've got AI records going back uh, several generations. So these cows could be registered if you want to pursue that. So, again, that will be part of the dairy sale next Tuesday here in Stratford. And our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. September 2nd, as part of that sale, we do have a consignment of uh, Hereford cows that all have been exposed to the bulls. So we'll have more to say about that next week. Of course, there's information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And if you've got questions, you can call us at 715-687-4101. Bob, that's what we have uh, for Friday morning. You and Scott enjoy the weekend. Uh, hopefully we'll get a little rain without uh, too much nasty weather, and we'll... Uh, Finally, it will cool off, though, correct? Absolutely. 70s all weekend, 71 on Monday. So, yeah, it's cooling off. Humidity shouldn't leave us, so we should be in good shape. Hey, have a good weekend, Jer. You too, 
Bob, and I thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. You see the future you want to build for yourself, your family, and your business. You see the challenges that lie ahead and what you'll need to meet them. We see new ways to help you accomplish all of that and more. We're Bremer Bank. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. The T.J. Martell Foundation is there for cancer patients. Help make a difference in the fight against cancer and fund the doctors who save lives. Donate at tjmartell.org. Take a look at the rest of our markets on the Board of Trade overnight. December corn down a fraction at 358. The oats down to 270. December wheat lost a penny from yesterday's trade to 549. November beans up three at 945. October meal of 90 cents a ton at 298.60. Country elevator prices on the DTN screen at Golden Plump. Corn today is 299. At Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 292 with the beans at 893. Stevens Point has the beans at 868. Elk Mound, 302 on the corn, 892 on the beans. Sparta has the corn at 310, 882 on the beans. And Ellsworth is at 283 on the corn, 893 on the beans. Ethanol plants, Boysville at 314, Stanley at 309, New Richmond 299. Barrel cheese up a quarter yesterday, $1.44. The blocks down three quarters, 186 and a half. Butter down three and a quarter at 146 and three quarters. August class three up 17 at 1976, September. Down 36 at 1547. October down 19 at 1735. November down 31 at 1723. December class 3 down 30 at 1677. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. Farmers know many moving parts need to be in place to get the best quality silage at harvest. Countryside Cooperative's agronomists offer tips to help your silage harvest strategy. Prep your equipment. Don't wait until the last minute to get your equipment ready for harvest. Stay on top of moisture checks. Harvesting the crop at proper moisture based on your storage preferences is a key factor in determining forage quality. Technology tools, including the R7 field monitoring tool, can help you identify when fields may be suitable to begin moisture checks. Make timely cuts. When you've determined that moisture is appropriate for chopping silage, don't delay getting into the field. Fine-tune bunker management. Proper silage storage is critical to maintaining the quality and nutritional value of your crop. Talk with your countryside agronomist and feed specialist to assist in getting the highest quality forage. Call Countryside at 800-236-7585 or visit Countryside Coop.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's the last Friday in August already, and Brent Wink joins us again on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. And Brent, it's uh, it's been a cooker. It looks like the weather's going to cool down as we get into next week. But this past week has been uh, has been a hot one. I know you've been out at field days, and uh, one of the topics has been soybeans. What have you been talking to the guys and the gang about as far as the soybeans are concerned? Yeah, good morning, Bob. Good morning to everyone out there in the wax country. Uh, heat doesn't do it justice. It's been crazy, but I guess that's uh, that's been good. You know, from a soybean standpoint, you know, one of the concerns that we did talk about, just the beans in general, the month of August is so critical for soybeans and getting timely rains and making sure that we continue to put additional pods on those plants 
and continue to finish that grain off in the plant. So while I think that we still have a very strong soybean crop going out there in the field, some of the areas that didn't get timely rain in that uh, first half to three-quarters of August, it definitely had an impact on yield. So we certainly had the ability to have even greater yields. I know uh, over this past week and, and last weekend, some areas did catch some rain. So that certainly is going to help. But uh, we really like to see nice, good, timely rains in that soybean crop so we can just continue to put additional pods on and filling those pods. But kind of switching gears, one of the things we did talk about as well in the plots is a new trait coming to the market. You know, for a long, long time, all we relied on was Roundup in soybeans, the active ingredient in Roundup. Then we got the another product, the active ingredient in uh, a herbicide called Liberty. And then here recently, we ended up with, you know, the broadleaf components to try and kill some of these resistant weeds. The first one onto the market was the dicamba tolerant beans. So they had the Roundup and dicamba tolerance. And then last year, we ended up with the Enlist beans, which was Roundup, Liberty, and 2,4-D. Not to confuse it a little bit, but uh, this summer, we did have uh, kind of some stumbling blocks on the registration of the dicamba trait and was kind of temporarily taken away. And that is fully expected to be re-registered this fall, so we'll have the Extend Beans re-registered, which is the Roundup and Dicamba traits in that. And then Bayer has a new soybean set to be re-registered or set to be registered, and those will be called Extend Flex. Those beans will have Roundup tolerance, they'll have Dicamba tolerance, and then they'll have Liberty tolerance in those beans. So it's going to give that Dicamba bean just another herbicide that people can choose from. And, you know, really all of the traits, just walking the fields here over the last couple of weeks, uh, we really have some incredible-looking beans from all of those different herbicide platforms. Uh, just a lot more choices, the disease control in these new beans, uh, the white mold tolerance, the yield potential, the standability. There's just a, an enormous lineup and a lot of different choices with those soybeans as we start heading to fall. Now, the one caution I will uh, kind of put out there is field white mold occurrence is, seems to be a little bit lower this year. So our ability to get a real good reading on the beans' ability to handle white mold in the field won't be as good as the years where we really have a lot of it in pockets. So we're, we're probably not going to get as good of scores or readings on, on some of these varieties as it pertains to white mold this year. So just be kind of a watch out for growers to kind of uh, maybe use some of the beans that they know and trust on some of their worst white mold fields for next year. But just an extremely large, robust lineup from all the different companies, and so it'll be a lot of good choices as the agronomists uh, start working with the growers this fall when it comes to their soybean seed selection, Bob. All right, Brent. Thank you very much. Brent Wink and our Countryside Co-op. Crop Information Update Program. Before we leave you on this, what's going to be a rainy day pretty soon, 
couple of things uh, going on. Uh, cranberry growers won, right, Scott? That's right. Today at noon, the cranberry growers are, are and UW Extension are having a virtual cranberry brown bag seminar. Go to the UW Extension website and look for their Zoom meeting to get involved with that. Again, that's at noon. And then the Biden for President campaign and the uh, is is hosting U.S. House Eggs uh, Chairman Representative Colin Peterson, and that will be at ten o'clock Central Time. Find and out what Biden's egg policy is all about. That's right. That's right. And we'll be hearing more about that. And that's a it, Zoom meeting. That's a Zoom meeting. Yep. All right. And if you go to the uh, the Eau Claire Bitten Spur. Uh, club is having its barrel races this weekend, tomorrow and Sunday. That starts at 9 a.m. That's free to spectators who want to show up at that. All right, just outside of Eau Claire. Very good. Thank you, sir, and uh, have a good weekend. I will, and I'll find some good hamburger this weekend. boy. All right. Always looking for something to eat. What about coffee? Got any hey, coffee? you know what we should do? Run down to... Uh, uh, that, uh, oh, my god! They gosh. call it Revolution Coffee, in case you're wondering. <laughs> well, I was thinking about rain. Is it going to be raining when I'm going down to Revolution? Revolution Coffee down on the May Dragon, Black River Falls. I think I'm going to go down there and have some lunch today, actually. Oh, sounds good. good. Enjoy it. And it would follow it with an Einstein, huh? Uh, an Einstein. Very good. All right. There we go. That's Bob and Scott with you this morning on a Friday. That's uh, If it's not wet where you are already, it will be. A high today, about 78 we're about 68 right now. Wax 104.5.